Crone's getting a split. Mizzy in front of the 100. Crone goes up the inside and Crone takes the lead in the Kilmore. Crone draws clean out from Mizzy. It's a Queensland victory. Crone beat Mizzy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Mock Sports Presents The Quaddy Potty. My name is Mitchell Cashmore and as always, joined by Nick Highland. How are you, brother? Good, mate. Good after a good um, good week of racing so far with the Oaks obviously today on Thursday and then obviously the Big Cup on Tuesday, which was a very good watch. So yeah, I'm always good when there's good races going around. Oh yeah, nothing better than the Melbourne Cup Carnival when it uh, comes to an end this Saturday and with the end of the Melbourne Cup Carnival, the Spring Carnival sort of takes a dip, starts to wind down and uh, as will the podcast, I think it's the third last episode of the season, which is which is sad, but of course we will have some content going strong in the off-season and hopefully coming back and doing another huge run of the podcast in the autumn. But uh, like you said, let's just go back and review a few of those races. Before we get into the Cup, let's just quickly go back to uh, last Saturday, the Four Pillars, or as uh, we like to call it, the Mock Cup with the uh, the horses we had in there. What were your thoughts? Um... I was actually at work, so I didn't get to watch most of the races. However, I did tune in for this one. Oh, no, I wasn't at work. I was, um, cricket went back. So, cricket, yeah. Um, but yeah, I did, did watch this one live, and it was good to see. Obviously, we had highly desired and different strokes to be up there, but, um, yeah, not to be in the end. Um, different strokes, obviously, a bit disappointing, but it's come out. There was uh, the jockey trainer said something, didn't they? Yeah, um, apparently, not only did it miss the jump and then got boxed and just couldn't get out, it got stuck behind the field the whole way, but the reason that it did miss the jump was apparently it got knocked coming out of the barriers, like knocked its foot coming out, like just basically jumped awkwardly, ran into the barrier, and then that's what set it off its tone. Yeah, fair enough. So, yeah, that's obviously disappointing, but it means um we've got to forgive... Um, different strokes and hopefully can get into a, a, another good race probably in the next prep because uh, it's probably due for a spell soon. So It is due yeah. for a spell now. I think it, Kim Moore's come out and I'm pretty sure she said that it's going for a spell now, going to come out and have a massive autumn. Yeah, fair enough. That's that's probably the way that they, they like to run it and it probably makes sense to be honest. Um, yeah, was but it- yeah. That that's what I took out of that and highly desired. I was pretty impressed to be honest. Almost Huge. almost thought there was a chance. Um, but um, oh, mate, yeah, it was that uh, was huge run. We weren't expecting it. We thought that different strokes, of course, was our better chance being the favourite. But my goodness, didn't highly just give it a massive run. Came around that bend and just kept giving, just kept giving and giving and giving. I went up to Kathy O'Hara, the jockey, afterwards. Had a real good talk to her about it, and she just said she was blown away by the motor that he presented. She thought, you know, get out to this lead, hopefully try and just, like, just sustain it. Tried to rear him back, but he just wanted to go. Just wanted to go, 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 and just kept giving. Even when they started to go over him with about 250 to go, he just kept running, kept running to go, ran through the line excellently. Ended up finishing sixth and not that far off the finish. Yeah, she said that it was massive shame that it didn't rain because, of course, he prefers the uh, the softer track. Older, older horse, of course, once it's softer on the knees. Um, but, yeah, just she said the only thing that did him wrong was uh, not being able to go the full distance on the hard deck. She said if that rain had come down a day or two earlier, 
it was his race to lose. He just had a massive run, massive motor. Super proud of it, and we're just happy to see where it goes from here. Maybe it's age like a fine wine, and we can uh, start running it more in the metro. Yeah, hopefully it'd be it'd be good for, good to watch. Hundred um, percent. We'll get into the cup now. What are, what were your thoughts on the cup, oh, mate? As a very elegant fan, I've never been happier. And I'm a Western Bulldogs fan, and I reckon very elegant victory is maybe happier than the the 2016 grand final victory. It was just phenomenal. Yeah, it was. Um, I was actually at work, and I locked myself in the office just to just to watch it. Um, had to tell people I was on a conference call, and then they left <laughs> me alone. But yeah, I I got in and watched it, and gee, I was amazed. Um, didn't really have too much money on the race to be honest. I had ten dollars on per sand who I tipped, and I had um, I think I had a bonus bet on um, Grand Prom- Promenade as well, something yeah, like Grand that. Promenade. Um. But, yeah, I didn't have too much money, so I wasn't too upset. But, yeah, geez, from a racing point of view, like a fan point of view, it was just, just an absolute peach of a run and perfect and, like, honestly, nothing better than to see that. Like, probably one of the best outcomes. Not gonna, I'm not going to lie. I was right yet again. Incentivize <laughs> second. I called yep. it. I called it. You people did? Call me, people call me an idiot. I'm not wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's just... She's a star, very elegant, even on a rock. It was rock hard, and everyone said, no, nah, can't get it done on a rock hard deck. She just sat in Spanish Mission's pocket the whole race and then popped out, came around that turn, and J-Mac just pressed that button, and she went whooshka down that straight. At the 300 mark, you knew she was winning it. Went in by about four lengths. There was an even better run than Incentivizer's Caulfield Cup victory. I think it was the fourth fastest Melbourne Cup victory ever. Yeah, she's genuinely a star. And I just want to get your thoughts. Is the... All doubt is proven wrong. Is she finally considered a champion? Is she considered one of the best to ever do it? She, she's going to be legend status, definitely. You got, you can't you can't deny that. A Caulfield Cup, obviously, last year. And then this year, the, the biggest one of them all, the Melbourne Cup. So, um, yeah, what is it? Ten group ones now. Eleven group ones. Yeah, ten group ones. So ten, ten group, group ones. ones. Yeah, it's that's crazy for a for a mayor to come out and do that. But um, yeah, I definitely think um, well, her career her career is still still going. Maybe yeah. one more year. One more year, maybe. Um, so yeah, we we wait and see what happens from there. It would be good to see her finish finish on a big high, but probably just not just yet. We want to keep, see her keep running. Yeah, I've been lucky enough to see her in person once. I want to be able to see her in person a couple more times, and hopefully her last ever race is in Sydney, like Winks did, and we can get down to that track and give her a big send off because she's just my most absolute favorite horse. I just love her so much. Wanted to. Give her a big cuddle after that run. I've never been happier, even though I did tip Spanish Mission, who came in third. It was a nice little each-way play there. Had a had five each-way on, very elegant for um, loyalty sakes, and, gee, she just blew me away. Uh, lost for words. I, I reckon, honestly, before we move on, I'm just going to say, after she retires, I wouldn't be surprised if they come out with a new lead-up race to the Melbourne Cup or Cox Plate, or just, just a race in the Spring Carnival. That's... A little longer, a, a stayers race called the Very Elegant Stakes. Wouldn't be surprised whatsoever just to uh, leave that legacy behind and also help those Melbourne Cup horses get even more prepared for the big race because, of course, a, a lot of horses end up not being able to go the distance because they've just never had the opportunity to run that far before. Yeah, you're probably not wrong there. 
Yes, so, uh, but all that aside, let's get into that Rose Hill rundown, my friend. Big card to get into. Nicholas, my friend, are you tired of the big bookies keeping you down? Yes, I am. Well, what if I told you there was an Aussie-owned bookie out there and they would keep your best interests at heart? You're kidding. There can't be. Well, with PlayUp, you can get access to some of the best quality customer service that I have ever seen from a bookie. Don't tell me there's a link in our Instagram bio to sign up with. Oh, you bet there is, Nico. Head to the show notes or in the link in our Instagram bio and you can sign up with PlayUp today and you can start getting access to not only amazing customer service, but also a wide range of incredible weekly promotions and offers. Tell them we sent you and they will look after you unlike the big bookies. All right, 10 race card headlined by the Golden Gift here. Uh, track currently rated at a good four, but uh, the rain in Sydney has been coming down pretty consistently uh, today and is expected to do so in the next couple of days as well. So I wouldn't be surprised if we are pushing a soft six or soft seven territory come the start of race day. Just monitor that. Uh, rail is out three metres, so the leaders could have a slight advantage. But just like last week, I expect winners to come from just about every part of the track, which they did. So uh, just monitor that throughout the day if there are any track biases to be found. So we move in the race one, 2,400 metres. Long race to start the day and a bit of a boring one, mind you, in my opinion. Let's hope that uh, the charge to the line is a bit hotly contested one to make sure adds a little bit of spice to things to start the day. Don't mind Arabellini at the $7 mark. Thought he was a good chance last start, but uh, pulled the trigger just a touch late. Extra ground will help him with that problem there. So at the price, I'll respect a bet on it, but I'm going to have to be with uh, Suppression. Comes into this one with the freshest legs in the field and just has been going so well. A couple of seconds before a dominant win over a black booker of mine in Ready last start. It impressed me to follow him here. And with the Berry Waller combo, you just can't go wrong. But uh, trainers in form, of course, just always in form Waller. And Berry is uh, absolutely peaking at the right time of the spring carnival. He's dominating Sydney when J-Mac's down in Melbourne. So I think he'll definitely run the distance and absolutely storm down that straight. $4.50 is a good price for me to start the day. Nick, thoughts? Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Um, you took the words right out of my mouth there and there's not much else to say, to be honest. So Lovely. We both agree on race one, so let's head over to race two, the Tab Highway at the 1,500 metres. Another difficult race, obviously, to pick. We always hate these ones. Yes. Um, I've been sticking with So Say You in these ones lately, but just hasn't hasn't been there. But um, it's, it's hard for me not to put money again because there's just so many different horses that you're just not too sure about. But So Say You is always pretty – it's pretty consistent. Hasn't had too much luck, but um, is pretty consistent. Um, Sizzling Cat is the current favourite at $5. That kind of says it for itself in a betting point of view that it's going to be a hard race to pick if your favourite's paying $5 and then you've got, what, one, two, three... You've got five more horses paying under the $10 mark. Yeah, it's going to be a tough one to pick, on. obviously. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go with Mikado here. And $2.60 for a place. Sixth place last start at Ramwick just didn't look didn't look too bad. Um, finishing two point five lengths off the winner. Um, had a trial before that came third by three and a half three just under three and a half lengths to Valiant. It was a pretty good horse. Um, but yeah, the the soft track record um, four starts two wins and one second place. And then if it gets to a heavy, which it it probably won't, but um, also has that heavy record as well. But yeah, Mercado for me in the second. Yeah, what you said about So Say You is very correct. Just been up forever now. I feel like she's been going around the highway every other week for months now. 
Um, got a win early in the prep and has been just chasing it ever since. Uh, I just think that um, I'm, I'm going to have to stick with her. Just going to have to give her one more try here. Just all she needs to do is jump close enough to the pack in order to run past them in the straight. That's been her undoing a couple of times. She's been getting a bit too far back, but I think uh, if Barry can um, jump her nice and close to that pack and just hold onto it, sit in the pocket for the whole race, I reckon at $6.50 to win and $2.40 to place, I reckon each way on so say you, very consistent mare, can get it done finally here. Maybe even going off to a spell after this race, so she'll want to end on a high note. Um, race three. Going to be a moderate tempo here, I reckon. Map-wise, I'm expecting another one and Jazzland to go forward and challenge each other for the lead. Favourite, uh, Shibali, tucking into their pocket, just at the middle of the pack, and attempting to use that slipstream to storm home in the straight. Talking about Shibali, just can't be with it. I mean, I would have preferred those odds to be around the, uh, the $3.50, maybe even $4 mark, but if you like those odds, I, I, I would respect a better note because... Is a very talented horse. No knock on its form. I just think that there's more value to be had in this race. Lady Love to Gamble is a good sort who can definitely challenge come the finish, as can Mayfair Spirit. However, I think another one at uh, the $9 and $2.45 each way mark is just beautiful odds to be having for this horse. Um, has absolute great form on paper because it uh, ran behind Art Cadeau, narrow second to this, uh, the star horse in those country championships back in autumn. So with uh, gets the, all the weight off as well, plus the ability to go on all conditions, whether it ends up being a good or a soft on race day, I reckon it's just going to run a huge race, and I'll definitely be on cho the chosen one each way. Oh, sorry, not the chosen one, another one. I'll be on uh, another one each way in the third. Very nice. Um, so I've gone, got a bit left field here in terms of Mayfair spirit. $4.80 for the win. Didn't get much of a, a talk by you, to be honest. It's got me a little bit worried, but I really like this horse. Um, came second to Ruby Tuesday by 2.3 lengths last start a couple of weeks back and then had a win with J-Mac on board just before that, beating King Shear, who's a pretty good horse as well. Um, top weight's the only issue, really. Barrier's pretty good, seven, seventh barrier. Um, but yeah, $4.80 for the win. That'll be my tip for race three. Race four, the Petaluma Benchmark 78 at the 1,100 metres. Um, I'm going to keep it real simple here. It's going to be Salik for me. Tommy Berry on board. Um, tipped it last week and it got scratched. Um, so Walla obviously reckons it's better suited for this race. It's, that's, that's all I need for me. So, yeah, $3.10 for me for Salik in race four. Who you got, Cash? I'm going to have to be with Undeniable. I'm also going to keep it simple here. 12 races in a prep. Seems to be a long time, but she just doesn't seem to be caring. Absolutely keeps putting in strong performances left, right, and centre. Will prefer a good track, but can definitely do soft nonetheless. Jeannie Doggan is in red-hot form at the moment. Can get this done at $4.40 to win. Happy to take her on with the uh, informed jockey and the uh, good form around it. Move on to race five. Big field for the Country Classic here, and it's definitely a tough run. Plenty of runners who can get this one up here. But just going to be straight to the point, because I think form-wise there is one horse that sticks out, and unfortunately it is the favourite, but I think the favourite is definitely worthy of that tag. Um, Dream Runner has Metro form behind both Yee Yee and Mighty Beal, both of which would probably be smashing this field, in my opinion, if they were in this race. So on the form alone, I reckon Dream Runner goes on top for me. Dolan will give him all the chance in the world to win this one, plus absolutely loves the soft, soft deck. So he will relish the conditions. $4 is good enough for me on Dream Runner.
Yeah, it's it's a real tough one for me. Um, obviously, I probably wouldn't be betting on this race, punters, if you don't know too much about it because I, I honestly don't know too much about it. I haven't seen many of these horses. Went and watched a couple of replays for this race, but um, for these some of these horses. But, yeah, I'm going to go with Kitzbühel. I'm not too sure how to say it, to be honest. Barrier 21 is obviously the biggest issue out of it. But um, should if it gets out... Gets a nice jump, should um lead early, I reckon. And then, yeah, $9.50 for that and $3.50 for a place with Timmy Clark on board isn't too bad for the for the race five, Um, but it's a pretty hard race. So, yeah, I'd, ste- like, I'd stay away from it. It's like throwing a dart at a dartboard, I reckon, with these sort of races. But uh, definitely some good value there if yours gets up. 100% here. Uh, we got on a race six, the, the midway benchmark 72 at the 1,300 metres. Um, Trevest is one that I looked at pretty heavily, but, um, I seem to be always leaning towards Tommy Berry in Sydney for some reason, but, um, yeah, has pretty decent form, um, off, on the soft track has had two placings from five starts, um, looks pretty, pretty nice, but I think the favorite just looks too good here. Um, two wins are on, on the trot, one at Port Macquarie by three lengths and then one by 1.5 lengths at Ramwick a couple of weeks back. Um, looks too good here for me. Two dollars eighty for the win. It's just going to be one of the better ones of the day over at Rose Hill, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I like that you seem to be leaning towards Tommy Berry because unfortunately I'm going to have to be with Tommy Berry again as well. He's just in such good form. You have to really follow most of his rides, and especially with a horse like Travest, I think the he's a bit over the odds because he's just showing sparks of talent previously and has the absolute turn of foot to run over the top of these guys. Um, also likes the sting out of the ground, so that won't uh, deter him. Uh, has previous runs behind the likes of Ellsberg, Power Warrior, and Awesome Lad, which uh, reads really good because all of those horses are much above this quality, especially Ellsberg and Power Warrior. Power Warrior has run at stakes level, I believe, and of course Ellsberg's been running around in some Group One, well not Group One, Peter Valandi big money races such as the Silver and Golden Eagle in recent times. So. Of course, as I said, Barry on board, can't go wrong. $7.50 to win, $2.40 each way is a good enough price for me in the sixth. Nice. Yes, uh, we uh, skip race seven, the golden gift, of course. That'll be discussed in the tip-off, so we'll go straight to race eight. Nick, what are your thoughts? Uh, the Highland race colours, hot Danish at the 1,400 metres for race eight. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's definitely one that you've got to weigh up here. Um, obviously track conditions could play pretty nicely here. And I'm going to go with a roughie, Polly Gray for me. Um, soft track record just, just says it itself. It loves it wet, loves it wet. Uh, six, Six wins, five second place and one third place from 17 starts. That's 12 in the placings out of 17 starts on the soft track. $23 $23 and $4.60. I'd be backing that even just for a place. $4.60 for that, for a place. It's pretty, it looks, it's look, looking pretty good for me. So, um, yeah, that'll be me, Polly Gray, with Lee Magorian on board. Oh, it's getting a bit awkward now. I'm on Barry again. It's going to have to be Nudge. Uh, backing up from two weeks ago in the invitation, which was, of course, for one by Ice Bath. Uh, definitely wouldn't have won that race with the, the performance she put in. But um, ran well to the line and ran through it pretty well. So I just think that she'll be bitter, um, sorry, bitter for that run and ready to start peaking. So I'm willing to forgive that run 
let her um let her start fresh in our minds for this one. I reckon because her best definitely beats this field in my opinion. So I'm happy to uh, give her another chance at five dollars fifty to win and two dollars to place. Uh, I reckon she'd be good for a place multi at two dollars. Nice little value booster for your place multi. Definitely going to be each way on nudge in the eighth for me. Uh, we move on to race nine, the 1200 meter mark. Kyoga Crean and Nick Tock to go forward here with the rest to sit off them. Kyoga Crean has been looking relatively strong as prep apart from last start, but I would definitely forgive that run as she likes to sting out of the track and that run was on bone dry. So the conditions will suit much better here. And with the rail slightly out, no reason why she can't lead the whole way. However, going to have to be with Foxfighter. On the seven-day backup, I was, of course, there last week to see his run, and it wasn't terrible. Uh, it was within a length of victory behind on the lead, so I'm going to have to be with him to bounce back and get the win this time around. He's three wins from eight runs this campaign, with a few placings as well. I think he can make it four from nine before going to the paddock. Doesn't overly love wet, so if it is a heavy, I wouldn't be betting on it, but if it ends up being a soft five or six, I think he can do it. If it does get out to the heavy eight territory, which I don't think it will be, I'd be on Calgary Queen punters, but if it stays around that soft territory, I'm definitely going to be taking Fox Fighter at $3.70 to win. Yeah, I, I'm going with uh, Calgary Queen here. Um, even with the soft track, I reckon um, she can get it done. Uh, $5.50 for the win for her. And, um, yeah, I'm going to forgive her last start. Um just didn't just didn't look too good in it, but um got eased out of it in the end. Um but the race before that was pretty nice with J Mac on board finishing zero point three lengths off the win. So it was it was right up there. So uh yeah, that'll be my tip for race nine. Heading to the last, we've got the Chandon Garden Spirits benchmark seventy eight, fourteen hundred meters. Uh it's a it's a tough one here. Um we've got a couple of horses that we've followed for a pretty long time and now they're pretty not even that good horses, to be honest. Ah, they've drifted out of the um, sense. 100%. Uh, I really like the favourite here. I reckon the favourite's going to be one of the better ones. Um, got top weight, unfortunately. That's the only thing that's going to be the worry. But um, the soft record of four wins from seven starts just, just reads for itself. Um, second place, last start by 0.2 lengths at Rose Hill. And then a win before that. Um, beating Zing. So, yeah, it's um, it's looking good for the favourite here. Zushak for me. Yeah, I'm going to be have to be on Suave. We watched it race on Everest Day when we were at the track and watched it uh, run quite impressively behind Promise of Success. No one was beating Promise of Success that day, um, but because that's a horse that I think that's on its way for stakes-level racing, even group-level racing in the future. It is genuinely a really good horse that has a bright future. So I just think if Suave can um, repeat that run and not have to run into such a talented horse... I think he can definitely get over the top of this crew here. $5.50 to win and $2.15 to place each way odds to end the day is good enough for me on Suave. Lovely stuff. And that'll uh, end the Rose Hill rundown as we head into the great tip-off. Nico, before we begin, let me ask you something. Do you reckon you're any good at fantasy sports? You bet I am, mate. Well, with Draft Stars, you can get off the bench and into the game. Play for fun or play for cash as you compete against other sports fans across Australia for huge prize pools, with some even going upwards of $10,000. That sounds like free money to me. 
Well, it's not exactly free money, my friend, but if you fancy yourself a bit of a fiend for anything fantasy sports related, whether it's horse racing, AFL, NRL, cricket, NBA, or whatever sport of your choosing, you can head to draftstars.com.au and start playing now. The details are in the show notes or in our Instagram bio. Click the link, sign up today. Tell them the Mock Boys sent you and start winning big on DraftStars. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the great tip-off. It is getting down to the pointy end. I think there's only five races still to go. Nick is ever so slightly edging back that lead for me. He might be a bit of a backmarker, ladies and gentlemen. He could uh, come and catch me in the end here. He definitely had a strong week last weekend. So all the power to him, he could catch me. So I just want to get your thoughts straight into it, Nick. The golden gift, who have you got? Oh, it's a tough one. I've gone with OJ here. Um, one, it's only start, and it came second in a trial before that. Um, but it just doesn't seem to be getting much love from the bookies, to be honest, and it's not getting heavily backed either. Um, Jenny Duggan on board, but yeah, um, James, James Cummins come out and said this is a pretty good horse and we should watch its watch its future. So yeah, um, OJ for me in the golden gift. Yes, lovely. Like you said, it's a tough one. That's because they're all pretty fresh. They're all young. They're all green. These are the horses that are going to be attempting a Golden Slipper campaign. Autumn Punters, if you didn't know that, that's why it's called the Golden Gift, because the gift is a automatic slot in the Golden Slipper come autumn time. Um, I'm going to have to be with Nobel. Uh, was just superb. Mooney Valley on debut on Cox Plate Day. Tight track, just got him in my opinion. Just thinking of a case of the Mooney Valley Syndrome. Just couldn't deal with that tight corners. I reckon gets back to the bigger track here. We'll love that more. Came home fastest 200 of the day. That's faster than Animo, State of Rest, and now Melbourne Cup winner, very elegant in the Cox Plate, and faster than them. So I reckon that reads absolutely phenomenal. Nisham trained, Berry ridden. Again, Berry, sorry punters, I might be a bit of a whore for Tommy Berry, but um, I think uh, he'll be ridden absolute massive race. Uh, don't know why he's currently the $7 to win and $2.45 to place mark, because I think he should be favourite with that sort of form. But uh, that'll be me in the golden gift. Now, Dali Sprint Classic, Nico. Didn't this one get boring once it was announced that Mars Crusader and Eduardo were staying away and they were uh, in the Classic Legend stakes instead? I reckon Mars Crusader should have come here. He absolutely flopped in the uh, Classic Legend, jumping way too close to the start. Absolutely flopped and left a lot of punters out of pocket that day. And Eduardo, gee, didn't he storm home quickly? But, uh... Now that there's, those two are staying away, it's just Nature Strip versus the rest. Does anyone beat it? No one's beating it, but I'm just saying, as a watch what will happen is, as soon as we forget September Run, September Run's going to run an absolute page and win one race. I'm just saying. Probably. But, yeah, well, um, every time we say to forget a horse, it comes out and wins one. 100%. So, but yeah, Nature Strip is obviously the one to beat. Just absolutely fucking, oh, sorry, yeah, absolutely dominating <laughs> lately. Um, but yeah, it's got to be Nature Strip, and I don't know where you're coming from if you're not backing it. To be honest, yeah, I'm. I'm not going to be betting on a win in this race. I Nature Strip is my tip. I reckon he absolutely spanks this field. But my my bet for this one, I'm just going to have a small play on the uh, Nature Strip September Run and Swats that trifecta. Of course, those are. You know, Nature Strip, the favourite, combined with our two uh, uh, black bookers that we've been following ever since they wowed us in autumn and then just haven't come out this prep and looked at all the same. 
But the reason I do that is because at this track, back in autumn in the, uh, the Lightning Stakes, that was the trifecta. I backed it on the day, and it was a nice fill-up then, and it'll be an even bigger fill-up now if it comes home. So, yeah, I just reckon the strip's absolutely going to tower them, though, so I'm not betting on it to win because it's at a dollar twenty-five. It'll probably start at Winks odds come race day, that's for sure. But um, talk about Winks odds and getting rolled. The McKinnon Stakes, Zaki. The Zaki effect no longer a thing since the bubble's been popped. We might actually see an interesting race for once because uh, the horse horses are actually challenging it because they know that it can be beat. What are your thoughts on Zaki, Nick? I'll go with Zaki. Um, in this race, I'm probably going to attach a clip of what I said a couple of weeks back in a podcast um, in the start of the season. And um, Superstorm. Yeah. It's going to be a Group 1 winner, I said at the start of the season. What and it is, week, it is a Group 1 winner now. What did he do? I called it before it raced in a Group 2, won a Group 2, then comes into a Group 1 and absolutely runs an absolute gun race and just just like snags it. Just snags yeah. it. Over Ice Bath, we had the Quinella. Doesn't matter, mate. I won. You would have been, you would have been nervous because you said that you were going to like shave your head or something if Ice Bath won. You would have been nervous. Went very close. Yeah, well... Who won there? Superstorm. You said it. It happened. Yep, that's it. And Superstorm will be my tip again. Seven-day turnaround should absolutely love it here. Um, Ollie's not on board. That's the only thing I'm a bit worried about. Only because I only reckon that's because um, he wasn't going to ra- run in this race, but they're like, oh, who cares? Let's give him one more. And Ollie's not actually ra- running anyone in this race, so it's it's a bit confusing to be honest. But um, thirteen dollars for the win and three dollars fifty for a place. He's always at that price, and um, yeah, absolute genuine genuine horse here. Two time Group One winner. Oh, two time Group One to come next week. Um, yeah, I agree. I still can't be with Zaki. I mean, could come out, bounce back. J Mac going on board, absolutely massive. It was absolutely massive for Very Elegant. We saw it in the Cup, but um. I just think either way, there's better value to be had. Uh, Colette, geez, hasn't she returned back to her best now that she's had a good run of good luck with the weather? The rain keeps coming down and she just keeps storming it in because of it. Apparently, there's going to be some rain around on Saturday, so she gets that soft ground. Massive danger at $5. But, uh, well, yeah, like you said, it, no, but there, it was good last week, but there was some drizzle. There was some sting out of that track. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it was well, it was a officially rated a good track, but I think just before her race, in the half an hour leading up to it, there was a bit of a sprinkle, so there was some. The track was uh slightly damp, but um, yeah, uh, like we said, Superstorm, I reckon you're bang on the money here. I think that is overs at thirteen dollars and three dollars forty to place. Jeez, I reckon. The uh, seven-day backup, like you said, she'll love. He'll love it. Here we um, go. I know exactly and... what he's doing here. Oh, what's going on? He's tipping the same ones as me because he's scared because he knows I'm backing winners. So he's got to tap <laughs> the same ones so I can't catch up. I mean, it's a strategy. It's yeah, a strategy. it's a strategy, but it's a it's a dog move. Oh, whatever. You're a coward. Oh well, there's been two lengths off. Very elegant. The only time it's ever gone this far. That reads well, doesn't it? You forgot to mention that. That is, you got to respect that. Fine. You know what? Fine. I'll be on Colette. Colette in the wet. <laughs> All right, fine. Colette in the wet, my friend. And we'll, we'll, I won't dull you. I'll let this go down to the wire. You've got five races to catch me, and I don't think you will. I just bought but, you uh, on the horse. 
I, I, I will be on Colette then. Colette in the wet to go three straight. All right, there you go. Yes, lovely stuff. Uh, anything around the grounds for the punters, Nick? I actually don't. I've gone and had a look. The only ones in my black book that I have is um, September Run, who I'm not even going to bother tipping. Um, but, yeah, I don't have any this week. I'm sorry. Sorry, punters. Yeah, I had a look. Um, so you win. Black book for me. Horse that I followed all through last prep and was just so unlucky coming third, third, second, second, fourth, second in its uh, starts last prep. I think he can come out and go to win finally at $9 to win and $2.90 to place. Uh, for my Annie is another one on a seven-day backup in race seven at Eagle Farm. Looks absolutely deadly this prep. Is two from five and can make it three from six after some strong runs in its last two starts. Has built its distance nicely and ready to win again in my mind. Other than that, like you said, I've got swats that going around, but I don't think beats Nature Strip. I'm just going to have it in our uh, Black Booker combined trifecta there but yeah other than those at the eagle farm couldn't really find anything as the uh the racing quality starts to uh take a dampen around the country as they start to uh transition from spring into summer um the quaddy we hit one at rose hill last week let's see if we can repeat it race seven we've got sajardin nobel odai and contemporary race eight nudge rock o'clock poly gray and wonderbar and race nine and ten, Nick? Uh, category Queen, Fox Fighter, Branders Rule and Kinlock. Race 10, Zushak, Suave, War Eternal and Blesk. And $50 gets you 19.5%. Yes, lovely stuff. And uh, before we sign off, just want to let everyone know, like we said, this season is winding down. We just appreciate you guys so much. Make sure to give us a uh, subscribe if you're on Apple, a follow if you're on SoundCloud or Spotify, and just tell your friends about us. You certainly have been because our numbers just keep going up and up every week. Just want to let you know that we are noticing. We thank you very much for the support. Nick, anything to say? Uh, thanks, guys. Um, if you've got any feedback for us, let us know. We, we love taking in your feedback and changing it up to... Make it better for you guys. We're not trying to do this for ourselves. We're trying to do this to teach punting to others and give some tips out to to some some of the boys. So yeah, just just give us some feedback if you got anything that you want to change up or you want to hear a bit differently. Um, let us know and we'll we'll, we'll try and get it into it. Yeah, lovely stuff. Uh, other than that, just gotta say, gamble responsibly, punters. Nick, have you got anything to say about that? Oh. This week, I'd gamble responsibly. There's not many good races going around, so yeah. <laughs> oh, well, good stuff. We finally got him on the responsible gambling train. All right, punters, we will see you next week. As you always, the more as you bet, the more you win. Oh, he's back. He's back. He's got it. All right, punters, we'll see you next week. Oh, Crone's getting a split. Mizzy in front of the 100. Crone goes up the